Good morning, and welcome to another worship experience. I am Associate Pastor Patricia Williams. Let us go to the throne of grace. Spirit of the living God, we coming before you just to say thank you. Thank you for what you are about to do in the service on this morning. Father God, we shall decrease so you will increase within us. Let your Shekinah glory fall in this place. Father God, we are calling on you this morning because you are the great physician. Father God, we are calling you Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that healeth thee. Father God, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, we are calling on you to heal our nation. Heal our land, God. Like only you know what to do, God. God, calling America back to you, God. Father God, have thine own way. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we calling on you to have your in this service, God. Touch, heal, deliver, set the captive free. Father God, we need a word on this morning, God. No other help we know but your help, God. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we are calling upon you because you said where two or three gathered in your name that you are in the midst. And Father God, we can feel your presence on today, oh God. We coming before you as humbly as we know how. Because no other help we know but your help, God. And we are trusting on your word, God. Because you have never left us and you have never forsaken us. Hear our cry on today, God. Hear our plea on today, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, touch the praise team on this morning. God, in the name of Jesus, continue to anoint them, God, in this season, God, to heal through the songs they are singing, God, to bring deliverance through the songs they are singing unto you, oh God. Lord, we thank you, oh God. We praise you on today, oh God, because we are giving you hallelujah, which is the highest praise we can give to you, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Touch the man of the hour. God, restore the virtue that has been poured out for your people on this morning, God. Continue to give him wisdom and revelation and knowledge, God. Father God, we will be careful to give you the glory. Because all the glory belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Lord, everybody, we invite you to stand on your feet with us and praise and worship the Lord this morning. Shout hallelujah. Coming on the clouds, kings and kingdoms will bow down. Oh. And every chain will break as broken hearts declare his praise. For who can stop the Lord Almighty? Because our God is the lion, the lion of Judah. He's roaring with power. Fighting our battle, and every knee will bow before Him. And our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chain, and every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. And every knee will bow before Him. Make some noise! Oh, 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 oh. So open up the gates, make way before. 
Our God who comes to save is here to set the captives free. For who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God. Our God is alive. The Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power. Fighting a battle. stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Help me say, who can stop the Lord? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Every tongue confess, tongue confess, 
Those of you who are live streaming on social media platform, we thank you for joining us today. Uh, we bring you greetings from the Zion Hill Church family right here in the city of Pineville, Louisiana, United States of America. We welcome all of our viewers, local national and international. We love all of you. Thank you for joining us. If you have your Bible, will you please turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 42, verse number 3. The book of Psalms, chapter 42, verse number 3. The Bible said, my tears have been my meat day and night. Yet, they continually say unto me, where is thy God? Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for another day of blessing. The word of God says your mercy is new every morning. Lord, we thank you for new mercies today. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for touching our lives. Thank you for healing our body. Lord, we pray that you will help our hearing and you bless the teaching and the preaching of the word of God. Glorify yourself in this house. And we shall be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And the church say, Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, Where is God? Where is God. With all the dramas going on worldwide, I'm sure somebody is tempted to ask the question, where on earth is God? When you see all the injustice, all the killings, all the riots and protests, all the dramas, there's a tendency to ask the question, where is God? And sometimes in life, people can tell that you're a Christian, you know, when they see that things are not going well for you. When they watch you lose your job and they see the drama in your homes and all the questions of life, the tendency is to ask the question, where is your God? I thought you said you were a Christian. Where is your God? And to be honest with you, sometimes we even ask our own self the same question. When you've done all you know how to do, 
And you notice you're still dealing with some issues. You give it your best. You pray to God. You fast about it. Every now and then, I don't know about you, I've been there. And I'm, I'm forced to ask the question, where is God? Right now, the world is going through a rough time. Am I right about it? The truth be told, people are hurting. People are concerned. And many is asking the question, where is God? You know why they're asking? Look at the pandemic going on. Look at all the challenges we have with racism in this great nation. People are wondering, where is God in all this? Some even tempted to ask the question, is God angry with us? Are we facing the judgment of God? Why is it that God appears to be silent? Some will even ask me, you know, as a pastor, you get a lot of calls. You get text messages and emails and letters. People want to ask, Brother Pastor, I thought you said God is good. I thought you said God is love. God is kind. If God is good all the times, now, where is he right now? What is going on with all this drama? Why is this pandemic going on? Why is all the people losing their lives? In fact, I'll be honest with you, I stopped counting. The last time I checked the numbers, 100,000 people dead. I gave her a say, I can't count no more. Then you see killings on the street. And people are tempted to ask, how can you say God is good? 40 million people unemployed and still counting. Where is God in all this? Why there's so much hatred? Why there's so much pain? Why there's so much racism in the best country in the world? People are scared. People are afraid. Many people are desperate. People are dying. And they're asking the simple question. Where is God? I will admit that it's a very good question. And I will also tell you God is not intimidated by us asking him questions. It's actually a very timely question. And let me submit to you this morning, there are two obvious answers to this question. How many? Two. There are natural answers and there are spiritual answers. My assignment today, brothers and sisters, is to provide you a mean spiritual answer. Many people will say, Pastor, you need to make a statement. Call the press, make a statement. The community wants you to, to provide leadership. But really what we need is the word of God. Let God make statement to you and I this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, when I say there are two answers, the natural and the spiritual, I'm not suggesting that the natural is not important. In fact, if the truth be told, we, we're not supposed to ignore the natural. It's not a question of either or. It's actually both. My concern is to make sure we're not consumed by natural answers that we ignore or forget the spiritual answers. See, for example, in the natural, one of the answers is that you wash your hands. Amen. We cannot ignore 
these natural answers. They say, wear your mask. Amen. I walk around with my mask. Hallelujah. I got one here in my pocket. Can't wait to put it on. They say sanitize. They suggest maintain social distancing. And I love it when I see you all sitting apart. These are natural answers to the problem. They suggest get the right equipment, get PPE. All of these are natural answers. They even suggest we may need to get vaccines for the cure of this COVID-19. They suggest get the right therapy, stay put or stay home. All of these are natural answers, and we need to celebrate. We need to obey them. But the truth be told, these natural answers don't solve all the problems. In fact, as I'm talking to you, if the truth be told, people are still being infected despite all those natural answers. People are still falling sick despite all those natural answers. In fact, people are still dying. COVID-19 is still here with us. Ladies and gentlemen, you may realize we're in a spiritual war. Many of you will say, I know the evil comes, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But where is God? Today, as I told you, my, my assignment is to provide you and me spiritual answers. And the answer I found in three days in the land of Palestine. 2,000 years ago. Those three days, ladies and gentlemen, is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You know the story. Day one, he died. Day two, there was complete silence. On day three, he rose from the dead. He got up with all power. Am I right about it? Let me submit to you what we are going through right now. In the spiritual realm, we are in day two. The Bible says in all of your getting, get understanding. Let's look at each of those days for understanding this morning. On day one, According to the scripture, Jesus was crucified and he died on the cross. That same day, the Bible said Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph who? He was a member of the council. Just like we have cities and we have council members. Joseph was a council member of that city. He was a local leader. Joseph also was a secret follower of Jesus Christ. So, ladies and gentlemen, Joseph went to the governor. See, he have access as a councilman. And he asked the governor, he said, Governor, I need permission to bury, to have the body of Jesus Christ and to bury him. There was another gentleman by the name Nicodemus that helped him also. Nicodemus was also a big shot in the community, but also a secret follower of Jesus Christ. You'd be amazed how many people like what you're doing. They may not say much, but they're secret followers. <laughs> I'm preaching to you here in Zion Hill, but you'd be amazed how many people religiously pay attention to what we're doing here. So Joseph and, and Nicodemus say, Governor, give us the body that we may bury him. And the Bible say the body was given to them. And the Bible said 
they took the body of Jesus Christ from the cross, and then they prepared the body. They wrapped it up, you know. Hallelujah. There's a lesson there because part of the reason why we're going through so much mess is because we are not wrapped up in the spirit. You cannot be tangled up in the things of God and be caught in a mess. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. Ladies and gentlemen, try your best in times like this. Wrap yourself up. Tangled yourself up in the things of God. That's where you find safety. That's where you find protection. That's where you find true healing. The Bible says they wrapped up Jesus and then they bury him in a borrowed tomb. Looking back now, I'm so glad that tomb was borrowed because he will only need it for a few days. Hallelujah. And that's all that happened on day one. Somebody shout, day one. He died. He was buried. But now we're in day two. Ladies and gentlemen, one thing that grabbed my attention about day two is that there are four gospels, but only one recorded what happened in day two. The gospel of Matthew showed us that on day two, the chief priests and the religious leaders of that day, translation church folks, If God give me grace, I'd like to write a book titled Church Folks. It will be a tell-it-all book. It will be a bestseller. Jesus. These church folks, they went to the government. They went to the authority of their day. Guess what they are saying? They said, we want to make sure that there is no host concerning the death of Jesus. We know he's dead now. And we know you gave the body to Joseph and Nicodemus to bury. We know exactly where he's buried. But so that there's no, no trickery. You see, churches always look for stuff like that. And when you see people looking for mess, they're messy too. Have you ever noticed that? Hallelujah. I used to have a situation like that. I used to have a, a deacon. True story. And just by every meeting, he wants to know, uh, we, can make, we want to make sure nobody steals this one. Nobody. He finally dawned on me. I said, sir, are you a thief? I couldn't help him because he was preoccupied with that. At some point, you got to trust somebody. Amen. We have in this job more than 200 people doing various things. Can you imagine if I'm micromanaging, okay, what is Matt's going to play today? What is Terrence going to sing? What's Gail going to sing? What's uh, this person, Dickie, going to wear? Oh, my God. You'll die before your time. Ladies and gentlemen, they were concerned that there'll be some kind of mess. So they said to the governor, they said, we need you to give us three things. Do three things for us. They said, number one, put a big stone to block that grave. We want to make sure that man don't get out. Say, number two, we need some military officer, law enforcement, to be guarding the, that we know these religious people, they might come and play some trick. We want security. Secure that grave. They say, number three, then we want you to put your seal, a government seal, to say no, no trespassing. Nobody come here. And sure enough, the government gave them all those three. 
Because in their mind, they don't want nobody to steal Jesus. They don't want nobody to come up with no story. They don't want no Easter. Please take note, in most churches, when you go to church, when you hear them preach about these three days, they will always talk to you about the first day and the third day. They never will talk about the second day. They want to say, oh, he died. He died. He died like a bird. <laughs> he died. He died. And they'll rock the house. And then they skip to the third day. Oh, early Sunday morning. He got up. I say he got up. <laughs> but they just keep that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, day two is very, very important. Because on day number two, you will notice there was complete silence. No commentary, no fanfare. The tomb was covered. The tomb was secured by law enforcement. The tomb was sealed. A government seal was there. It's like saying you put FBI seal and say nobody come close here. Ladies and gentlemen, but what makes day two so important? Because nothing is going on. That is the day when people are asking the question, where is God? Many of them can look back and say, this man walked on water. This man called Jesus. He fed 5,000 people. He healed the blind. He healed the lepers. Now where is God? This man called Jesus, he raised the dead. Now, you're telling me he's dead and gone just like that? Where is God? Seems like there's no hope for the believers. Seems like God don't care. Everybody was looking confused. It seems to them that the party is over. And the question is, okay, now where is God? The disciples, you can imagine what they're going through. They were scared. They were terrified. They were hiding. They know Jesus is gone. And in their mind, they're next. The government is coming after them. So they're hiding. And they're asking the same question that you and me are asking today. Where is God? Please take note if you're following my drill. On day one, there was tragedy. Jesus died. On day two, there was complete silence. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why we're asking the question, where is God? Let me quickly give you three answers to that question and I'll let you go. The first answer to that question is God is near. What did I say? If you have any reason to ask, where is God right now? Riots on the street, protests in the land, unemployment growing, people are dying of COVID-19, houses are burning down, businesses. Where is God? God is near. Ladies and gentlemen, how can I say God is near? The Bible says in Psalms 46 verse number 1, God is our refuge. God is still our strength. God is not an absent help. He's a very present help. When? Right now. In time of trouble. Somebody shout amen. 
Even if you remember when Jesus was born, the angel said to Mary and Joseph, call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. My message to every one of you under the sound of my voice, when it looks like God is not near, God is actually very close. Hallelujah. God is close to you right now. God is close to me right now. God is close to us. Don't panic. Don't allow spirit of fear to enter your mind. God is near. He is still Emmanuel. He is still with us. Listen, church. God never leaves the scene when times get tough. You may think you're alone. You may think you're forsaken. But God is not like a runaway driver. He never leaves the scene when time gets tough. God would never disappear under pressure. God is still near. God is still close. Open your mouth, shout amen to that. Amen. I say God is near. Amen. amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you are never alone. You are never forsaken. Psalms 23 verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't know about you, I will fear no evil. You know why? God is with me. Is God with you? Do you know that God is with you? Amen, somebody. There will never be a day in your life that God is not with you. There will never be a time or season in your life that God is not there. In fact, one of his names, he is Jehovah Shammah. When you think God has forsaken you, he's actually closer than you ever know. Look for him. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I said? I said, look for him. He is close. He is nearby. He is a very present help in time of trouble. When I get in trouble, guess what I'm doing? I'm looking for God. People might come trying to feel sorry for me. I, I don't have time for their foolishness. I'm looking for God. I know God is somewhere close by. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, the second answer that I will provide you today to the question, where is God? God is where we left him. Did you hear what I just said? God is where we left him. Outside of our world. Outside of our churches. Outside of our homes. Outside of our government. Let that sink in. Then the question must be asked, how we get ourselves in this mess? I'm glad you asked. We took God out of our schools. What do you expect? Now our school is in a mess. We took God out of our workplace. Now, guess what? The workplace shut down. You can't even go to the office. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> That's right, sister. It is stupid to take God out of our workplace. We took God out of our social life. Now we are, our social life is all messed up. My wife and I, we were trying to go to the restaurant yesterday. I mean, I said, baby, I just want to treat you to dinner today. And we went to the place. They said, not too fast, dog. You stay in the parking lot and place your order. We let you carry it back home. <laughs> Our social life messed up. Some of us love sports. I couldn't wait to see my team, but everything shut down. Ladies and gentlemen, we mess ourselves up. We took God even out of our government. Now, guess what? The government is broke. 
<laughs> National government broke. State government broke. I know you all in, in Baton Rouge watching me. Broke. <laughs> City government broke. <laughs> you see, where is God? God is right where we put him. Ladies and gentlemen, we even take God out of our homes. Now we have all these broken families all over the place. Dysfunctional. Women acting like men. Men acting like women. Children don't even know who they are. Family are so blended. I've never seen anything that blended. Where is God? Right where we left him. Some of you might say, wait a minute. What about the churches? Well, what about it? Ladies and gentlemen, we have churches in every corner. But we're not reaching nobody. We come to our four walls. We sing kumbaya to one another. And we sing good and preach good. And then nobody say, no life being changed. And the sinners are still going to hell. Jesus said, go by the highways. Go by the byways. Compare men and women to come. But because we are so locked up within our four walls, God of heaven shut down the whole building. Now you can even get you you can only get twenty percent, twenty five percent. Just look at all the empty pews. Where is God? God is exactly where we left him. And I will submit to you the good news is God is near. And God is waiting to be invited back into our lives. God is waiting to be invited back into our marriage. God is waiting to be invited back into our churches. God is waiting to be invited back into our businesses, into our government. Ladies and gentlemen, God is waiting to be invited back into our city hall. It's amazing how we have all the tools and still can't get much of anything done. Can't even get people to work together. The Bible says a house divided against itself. It won't stand. And then we're asking the question, where is God? I'll tell you where God is. It's exactly where we left him. God don't want to be celebrated just on Christmas. God don't want you to come to church only on Easter. God don't want to be visited only on Mother's Day and Father's Day. God wants to be Lord like the choir was singing a few minutes ago. He wants to be Lord of your life every day. If you're under the sound of my voice this morning, you want God to make a difference in your life. You want God to be back in your marriage, to be back in your business, to be back in your church, to be back in your city hall, in your parish hall, in your state, in your nation. He said, behold, I stand at the door, knocking. Wishing for somebody to let me in. And they say, if you will open the door, I will come in and sub with you. Let me give you one more answer to the question, where is God? Ladies and gentlemen, when I told you we are in day two in the calendar of heaven, you want to know where God is? God is right now at work. God is working things out right now. You say, Brother Pastor, I'm not feeling it. I can see it. All I see is houses being born. All I see is 
people marching on the street. All I see is government having no answer to what's going on. All I see is number of people being dead of COVID-19. All I see is the number of infection. I don't see God moving. I don't see. I can't feel God working. But let me submit to you. God is still on the throne. I know the headlines don't reflect it. I know you turn on the TV, nothing but bad news. But believe me when I tell you, God is working beyond our comprehension. God is working beyond our imagination. God is working beyond our understanding. God is working. He is defeating death right now. He is defeating the work of the devil right now. He is defeating the power of sin right now. He is defeating Every spirit of guilt and shame. What is my message to you? When you look around and it looks like ain't nothing going on, God is at work. God is near. God is right where we left him. I come to tell somebody today as I am, yes, it's been Friday. And yes, it's been Saturday. But good news, Sunday morning is coming. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. When I got up this morning, that got me excited because I know Sunday is coming. That's day number three. You know what happened on day three? The storm was rolled away. And I pray every stone in your life, every stumbling block in your life and my life, I pray all those stones be rolled away. Stone of poverty be rolled away. Stone of sicknesses be rolled away. Stone of delays be rolled away. Anything that is contrary to the intention and purpose of God in your life and my life, I pray those stones be rolled away in Jesus' name. Not only was the stone rolled away, the Bible said Jesus got up. And the Bible said he got up with all power. I don't know about you, I'm excited. Because the Bible said that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, it lives inside of you. That means you can walk and not be afraid. You can tread upon scorpions. He said, anything you bind here on earth shall be bind in heaven. Anything you lose here on earth shall be loose in heaven. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead is within you. A brand new day is coming. That's why the Bible says, weeping may endure for the night. Somebody shout, joy. I don't know about you, I'm excited for joy in my life. I'm excited for joy in your life. I pray that God of heaven will bring joy in the midst of chaos. God will bring you joy in the midst of confusion. God will bring you joy in the midst of all the craziness going on. I pray that the spirit of joy will permeate your life. I'm going to invite our worship team to come back here and celebrate with me. While they are coming, I want to invite somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ today. In times like these, you and me need a Savior. Did you hear me? In times like these, you and me, we need an anchor. And just because you are in charge, don't assume that you know him. That's right. Be very sure that your anchor is hold and grip that solid rock. That rock is Jesus. Yes, yes. Have you made him your savior? And not just those of you in the house, those of you who are watching, who are live streaming with me. Be very sure that Jesus is your savior. You can make that decision today. You say, Pastor, I'm not even in the building. How am I going to make decision? There's a number under the screen for your benefit. 
call that number, there are ministers of the gospel who are stationed ready to pray with you, ready to welcome you into the kingdom of God, ready to celebrate your decision to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior. And believe me when I tell you, you will never regret that decision. I want to thank all of you for being here. I appreciate your presence. I appreciate you watching us. If you would like to give for the support of this ministry, let me encourage you. After the, the worship service is over, just stop by. At the back of the building there, there are offering places. Just return your tithes to the Lord. Re give your offering to the Lord. Apostle Paul said concerning those who give for the work of the ministry. Philippians 4.19. He said, let me tell all of you that has been paying the bills, that has been supporting the work of the ministry. He said, my God shall supply all your needs. Not some of your needs, all your needs. Storm may rise, wind may blow, the economy may crash. But my God shall supply all your need. And look at the magnitude of his supply according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Not according to Wall Street. They're struggling. They're broke. Not according to your 401k program. They're not reliable. He said he will supply all your need according to his riches. You really want to know true riches? Jesus is rich. His glory is wealth. And I want to thank you for giving. If you're not here physically and you would like to give, just go to our website, zionhill.com, and you will have an opportunity. There's online giving there. Give as the Lord prosper you. And may God bless you till we meet again. Please help me welcome our worship team one more time. You don't have to worry And don't you be afraid Cause joy comes in the morning and troubles, they won't last always. For there's a friend named Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, Oh, I know that I I know that I can stay No matter no what may come. come my way My life is my in, life your hands. in your hand. If you believe that, just lift your hands right where you are and just begin to worship the Lord. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. And don't you be and afraid. Don't you be afraid. Cause joy comes in. Troubles they Troubles don't they last always. For there's a friend who will wipe your tears away. And if you find your heart and it's broken, just slip your hands and say, Oh. I know that I can stay. No matter what may come, my life is in your hands. With Jesus, I can make it. With Him, I know I can stay. No matter what may come my way.
So when, so when your test and trials, they seem to they get you seem down. To get you down. And all your friends and love ones, your friends and loved ones, seems like they're nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Remember that he's right there. Who will wipe your tears away? And if your heart is broken, just slip your hand and say, Everybody say, Oh, I know that I can stand. rest of the week and remember that God is there in Jesus name amen